And in Ecclesiastes 3, there are parts of it that I don't love so much. And would it be a sermon with me if I didn't point out the both and as opposed to the either or? So as we read Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 15, let's remember that this is written during a time where people are trying to identify who they are in the world. They're trying to make sense of the noise. And so they are saying there are things that happen in this world that we can't explain. There are things that happen in this world where it seems like there's a right time for it, but we really should be doing something else. Do I think that there is a right time to hate? Probably not. Do I think that there was a right time to kill? Absolutely not. Do I think that there is a right time to not ask questions? Y'all know that is not how I operate. But what I do believe is that God has made everything beautiful in itself and in its time. I do believe that it does make a difference what anyone does. What the author of this particular passage is trying to convey is that in the end, if we are doing things for the glory of God, and we are doing things that allow us to live into the Micah 6-8 scripture to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly, then we are doing it right and it is the right time for those things. There is a right time to embrace and another to part. And that is why I have been avoiding writing the sermon for weeks. Because writing it means acknowledging the truth in these passages. It means acknowledging the changes that are about to happen. <clears throat> and now we are at a point where none of us can avoid the elephant in the room that this is my final worship service with you all as your pastor, but not as your friend. So I am preemptively asking for grace for an unpolished and emotional message because there is a season for all things, and that does include, as we say in our prayers of the people, space for both laughter as well as sadness. And that there is a time to give thanks, and that this is my time to say thank you to all of you for everything that you have blessed me with. Thank you for welcoming this brand new pastor into your midst and embracing her as one of your own. For showing me grace and showing me compassion. For listening to all of my outrageous ideas. And I'm looking at you, Hank, for not being afraid to reel me back in <laughs> when I go a little too far. But also for being willing to try new things, even when they did sound completely outrageous. 
and for growing in faith alongside me. Thank you for sharing yourselves with me, for sharing your stories, for sharing your joys and your heartbreaks, for sharing your families, for sharing your truth and inviting me to do the same. Thank you for working together to strengthen this community through not just declarations, but holy actions of inclusion and welcome. Thank you for being adventurous in your faith and in your spirituality. Thank you for being curious and creative for bearing with countless Taze meditations, for creating virtual community in book studies and in reflections, for always thinking outside the box and for making something meaningful happen even when the pandemic threatened to take the meaning out of everything. Thank you for the countless babies that we have baptized, for the families that we have supported, for the lives that we have changed together, for the journeys that we have taken, for the funerals and the memorials, for the songs that we have sung. I thank you for all of this. And lastly, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving my family, for holding me accountable to my call in love. Thank you for always inspiring me to do and be my best self for you for our church, for my family. I'm gonna need new Sue's to keep an eye on me and make sure that I'm not doing too much. Thank you for encouraging me to be the best version of myself for not just the church and the denomination, but for God. Beloveds, in the end, this is not goodbye. That is the beauty of our United Methodist system. Y'all hear me talk about it. Sometimes she's ugly, but we love her. You can put glitter on anything and make it beautiful. For those of you who don't speak United Methodist, all of our pastors, our elders are itinerant, which means that we are appointed by the bishop to the communities that the Spirit leads us to that need us. That is not to say that I am not needed in Bridgewater, but it is to say that I am being called to share my gifts and your gifts with a new community. 
And it is because of the strength of this people of faith that I know it will continue, that the work that we do here will continue, our work of radical hospitality, of radical love, of faithful resistance, and of transformation. We did good together, and I think we did it well. So praise God from whom all blessings flow indeed. This church and this people certainly being among the blessings that I have received. Thank you for being you and for being us together. Amen.